Hi, this is Dr. Claire Steppen, and I'm here with an episode of Heal Your Brain Toolbox. And today we're going to continue to talk about cognitions of choice, and in specific, about the dispositional trait discernment. Now, I am a psychologist, a board-certified counselor, and a board-certified coach in life coaching, wellness coaching, and business coaching, as well as a naturopath, certified natural health professional, and I'm certified as a drug and alcohol counselor. Cognitions are not just the thoughts we hold, but they incorporate into the actions that we take based upon our patterns of thinking. And cognitions connect to our emotions, our values, and our personality traits. And it becomes part of a neural hot wiring or programming that constructs our feelings, our social perceptions, and our life choices. And the cognitions that we have guide our habits of being. And in specific, we could create a life philosophy around these cognitions. So we want to be very mindful to pay attention to create healthy choices. Um, so wellness is a choice. Every day we make choices, whether on a conscious level or not, that impacts our wellness. And cognitions of choice offers a system of learning that empowers you to create new options for wellness. Choice is key to functioning at the highest level of wellness. And when you're faced with a decision or a situation or a conflict, it's an opportunity to change or apply the cognitions of choice that will help you in making a decision that will lead you to a guide and guide you to a healthy place. So to do that, we have to consider our barrier thinking. And that involves thoughts that create obstacles to our desired healthy outcomes. And they can occur environmentally, financially, culturally, socially, emotionally, and also can be about issues of bias pertaining to gender, disability, or the availability of services or opportunity. There's also a time element involved in barrier thinking um, that imposes these obstacles. And barrier thinking can be socially or self-imposed and can negatively impact the level of confidence you have around your ability to make decisions and choices. Just as a reminder, the golden rule, don't hurt yourself, don't let anyone hurt you, and don't hurt anyone else. So discernment is a specific one that you can apply. It's a dispositional trait that you want to focus on developing. And it's important because it allows you to discriminate between healthy and unhealthy choices. So in this case, the motto would be, I can discriminate between healthy and unhealthy choices. And your goal would be to remain true to your values and respect personal boundaries for yourself and others. So in situations in which you're faced making a decision that would require you to decide between two or more options, then you're going to want to be able to look at the outcomes in such a way that you're able to discern what would be the healthiest choice to make based on what's available to you and where you think it's going to uh, take you uh, based on what decision you make. So we apply the cognitions of choice by learning to change our self-view and to create a positive image that will allow us to transcend beyond unhealthy beliefs. We can restructure our personal view and engage in new thinking patterns, which opens the door for new choices in life and new life options. It can be used to create a framework to focus on wellness and improve our overall worldview. So just remember, every day you make choices. Some are simple, some are complex. 
um, and that at times you might feel overwhelmed by the choices you are faced to make. Um, but, you know, having a system or a way to problem solve can help reduce the stress that you might feel around making those choices. So some effective problem-solving strategies would be in the following steps. One, to select the problem in a, your established goal. And two, generate your options. So you could look at the different cognitions of choice and consider what would be the best one to apply given the set of circumstances or situation. And you want to do that with an open mind so you brainstorm without judgment. The third step is to evaluate each of your options. And I would suggest choosing between maybe two or three cognitions of choice to apply or try out for the situation, not more. Um, number four would be select the promising option and implement it. And five, evaluate your outcome. And the final step is six, to review and reconsider the original problem in light of the outcome. And if you didn't like how it turned out, you know, in most situations, you might have the opportunity to try again with a different uh, cognition of choice in mind um, so that you get some practice in there and you can gradually try it out. If it involves a time situation, try it out for a little bit longer period of time. But always remember to start at a very low level of intensity. So with a choice that's not going to be uh, so instrumental that it causes you to have anxiety about the outcome. Um, so start with minor problems and then graduate to more serious or complex problems. Now, when we construct the cognitions of choice, the initial stage is that we're looking at our automatic thoughts or habits and things like negative self-talk. And we want to open the choice portal by inviting a different outcome, you know, and so we apply rational thought to target that irrational thought pattern of negative thinking and correct it. Um, if we're at a second level in terms of applying cognitions of choice, we're going to start to investigate and be more open to our choices. So we start to apply a meta process, in which case we're thinking about our thoughts or our feelings and emotions. And uh, we're going to do step-by-step -step procedures to analyze and use critical thinking to engage the metacognitions there. So thinking about our thoughts, our emotions, or our feelings. And, you know, metacognition or thinking about one thinking is key to facilitating lasting learning experiences and developing lifelong learners. Uh, Linda Darling-Hammond and her colleagues identify two types of metacognition. One is reflection or thinking about what we know and the other is self-regulation or managing how we go about learning. So metacognition can guide an individual as they identify what they already know, articulate what they've learned, communicate their knowledge, skills, and abilities, set goals and monitor their progress, evaluate and revise their own work, identify and implement effective learning strategies, and finally transfer learning from one context to another. And so um, we want to get really good at that step there, um, level two, in applying the cognitions of choice so that we're ready to move to level three, which is when we're able to initiate our choices and really engage at a conscious level and really think about our choices in a conscious way and maybe apply critical thinking along with creative process. 
So this is more about having insight or transcending and creating new options that result in adaptation or alternatives or divergent ways of thinking in which we have multiple ideas that can lead us to multiple options. And in this pattern of thinking, we can become really innovative and have more uh, innovative type solutions to our problems. So just as a reminder, the level one thinking is to address automatic thoughts that are more habitual. And um, we use it to simple you know, solutions uh, that involve conflict, discomfort, or maybe even some anxiety. And it could be kind of yes, no, um, more deterministic outcome situations where we're facing things that could be either right or wrong, uh, perhaps tolerable or intolerable, and uh, in regarding habits that we want to change. The second level is more um, targeting the metacognitions, and we're at this point being more investigative and we're open to our awareness. We're going to explore our options. And so this type of choice making involves more diverse choices that involve multiple uh, opportunities for choice. So A, B, C, and D maybe, or more assertive choices. Um, it could involve more esteem building or more serious situations uh, that require negotiation. The third level is more, as I said before, the ability to initiate choice and we're making more conscious choice we're thinking and feeling at a more holistic level and we're transcending our thoughts and feelings and overcoming those old habits and these type of choices require sustainability outcomes so ones that can affect your lifelong decision making that might be involving life balance or moral decisions spiritual choices things that perhaps affect your identity um, and they could also involve empathy and or lifelong kinds of decision-making and choices. So just to simplify, um, when we're making simple choices to change habits, we want to open the choice portal to invite, and we're going to be more in an approach where we're exploring our options. The barrier thinking that we're going to overcome is fear reduction and starting to practice to be more assertive. And we want to create thoughts that are congruent to our feelings. And at the second level, we're going to start to investigate more. And our approach style is to be more supportive. And the barrier thinking in this case that we're going to look to overcome is anything that gets in the way of our optimism or our respect for ourselves and others. And we're going to really work on being more empowered in a healthy way. And at the third level, we've really mastered those first two levels of inviting and investigating. We're getting good at exploring and supporting, and we're going to learn to initiate new choices and to be able to work on motivating ourselves to stay in that zone. And the barrier thinking in this case that we're going to overcome is anything that interferes with our self-integrity, our maintaining our dignity, or being resilient. Um, so I want you to just to consider, you know, how to use the cognitions of choice and the different levels of choice being to one, invite, two, to investigate, and three, to initiate. And the learning approach is at level one, when we're inviting, we're exploring. Level two, when we're investigating, we're supporting our choices. And level three, when we're initiating, we're going to work towards motivating and keeping ourselves motivated. And the proficiency skills 
at level one, we're starting to learn how to apply the cognitions of choice. At level two, you're getting good at applying them and you're starting to execute them with a little more ease. And by level three, you're applying it and executing it and taking action. And so in order to keep them sustainable, at level one, you're looking for opportunity. At level two, you're developing the skills. And by level three, you're starting to identify resources to keep those uh, new attributes that are defined by the cognitions of choice and are part of your philosophy for living um, active. So I thank you for joining me and we'll continue to talk about the cognitions of choice and these different uh, dispositional traits and attributes that you can develop to create a philosophy for living uh, that will help you in making healthy choices and decisions. And I hope you'll continue to listen and join me in future episodes of Heal Your Brain Toolbox. Thank you.